is getting this motherfucker out. Like, did you ever see that uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force with the wizard? No, I <laughs> The guy who, like, the computer that, like, is sentient in the internet or whatever. It's stupid, but yeah. James is podcast. <laughs> I forgot how much I enjoyed Aqua Teen Hunger Force. It's fine. It's, it's kind of like Trailer Park Boys to me where I can watch... An episode or two before I go, that is plenty. Yeah, I'm like that with Metalocalypse, too. It's like, I enjoy it, but I couldn't, I could not binge it. I couldn't yeah. sit there and watch four, because it is fucking dark. Yeah, and it also, like, it's funny, but after a minute, it's like, okay, I get it. That's, I guess that's kind of why I have a hard time with any TV show. Yeah. Because, like, I was, I'm sure I've talked about it many times, but, like, I was trying to watch that show, The Boys, on Amazon. Mm -hmm. The, like, real look at superhero, whatever. And, like, yeah, I see what they're doing. Yeah, they're doing a fascism. I get Mm -hmm. it. Can can we move this along? (laughs) Gotcha. Man, this is the second episode of the second season. And, come on, guys, step on the pedal. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm just impatient. Well, you know, we're used to watching our entertainment and movie format, which resolves itself in, what, about two hours? If you're not a good day. Yeah, or, yeah. or this week's, which is what? I think it's like an hour and 20 minutes. Or, yep. Because it's not, it's not even really feature length. I think it's hour 19, something like that. I know, but if it didn't drag. I didn't have to stop. And, you know, I didn't stop because of my ADHD. I stopped it because it was fucking disturbing. <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess we're getting into it. Well, should I we guess just, we should tell yeah. them what we're talking well, about, well, I guess. Hey, everybody, welcome to Horror Vomit, where we talk about horror movies so you don't have to. Oh, that oh, sounds boy. lovely. Why I'm don't you sorry. just burp directly into the microphone, Chris? Uh, my name is Chris Faff, and I'm one of your hosts. And I am James Marino, and I am the other one of your hosts. And this week, we are talking about the 2007 Spanish found footage horror film Wreck. Wow. Wreck. All right. So, written by Jaume Balaguerro, Luiso Berdejo, and Paco Plaza, and directed by Jaume Balaguerro, Paco Plaza, as a duo. Starring Manuela Velasco as Angela, Ferran Terraza as Manu, and Pablo Rosso as Pablo, the cameraman. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of other cast, but we're not going to... No, we don't have all day. We well, gotta 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 put the foot to the floor, get the pedal to the metal. But but I also can't drive fifty five, so who knows? Thank you, Sammy. I, I I brought that up the other day, and somebody mm-hmm. had nev- claims that she's never heard that song. What? I said there is no way that you've never heard. I can't drive fifty five. We had like an hour long argument about it. How old is this person? Thirty two. There's no way they could not have not uh, That's heard exactly that. what I said. I got very animated this. About is like free having a whole lot of choices. What was on the radio is what you listened to unless you had your cassette deck right the fuck there. You heard it, goddammit. You yeah. did. It's like saying you don't know any Bob Seger songs. Yes, you fucking do. No matter how badly you don't want to. You no matter, know a Bob Seger song. No matter how horribly I tried to blot that terror out of my head. Goddamn Bob Seger. Fuck Bob Seger. All right, so James, usually, yes. usually I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Th- this time I would like to uh, paint a picture for you, if you would. Paint me that picture. All right, close your eyes. 
Do it now. Okay, yes. Do it. They're closed, man. I know. I can see you. I'm just reaffirming for everybody. All right. I, I, and I'm sorry, I, I know that you're Jewish, but I have to qualify. I'm just going to use Christmas because it's easier. I, I celebrate Christmas with my kids. I give a fuck. Okay, sounds good. Are you ready? Close those fucking eyes. God damn it. I know what happened the last time. and I don't so, have a hot rag. Cr- Christmas morning. Yes. Wake up. Yeah. About 6.30. Mm-hmm. But you had a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. Make that first cup of coffee. Yeah. Put on your nice house slippers and Ooh, a good yeah. warm robe. Got my chanclas. Step outside up. to let the dog out. Take mm. that first sip of Joe. And it's cold, but not too cold. Just that brisk, like it feels good. One of those mornings where it's great to be alive. Garage weather. You go back inside and you make a nice breakfast with the family. Mm-hmm. You open presents and you sit down and they hand one to you. And they say, James, mm-hmm. here's your present. Yeah. And you open that present. Mm-hmm. And it's a pickle in a bag from the gas station. <laughs> That's what watching Wreck is like to me. <laughs> Every single thing in this is just absolutely beautiful. And it gets to the end where we find out what's going on. And you go, oh, well, that's stupid. <laughs> I, I didn't get that at the end. You're going to have to tell me why it was stupid because I enjoyed the fuck out oh, of this well, movie. Uh, it's a contagious demon plague. Okay, it was what I thought, yeah. Yeah, that's real stupid. It's, it's, it's no less it's, plausible than No, I understand, but it's real dumb. It, it's like the gas station pickle in a bag, and you just go, huh, <laughs> well, all right. I mean, I'm, I'm still going to eat it, but yeah. that's dumb. I enjoyed the fuck out of gas station pickles. Yeah. I'll eat those boiled eggs in the, the mystery jar at the bar. I don't give a fuck. But I am going to go out on a limb, and we've watched a few found footage yes, horror we movies. Have. And you know specifically that I have a real soft spot for found footage. Yeah. I don't know why. I really, really like them. I'm going to go out and say Wreck might be my favorite, if not the best found footage horror movie ever made. I will say that, again, I, I'm getting real thick skin to scare, like to be actually afraid. This movie scared the living fuck out of me. Uh-huh. There's shit that happens that you know it's going to happen because it is, they're telling you it's going to fucking happen, and it happens, and it still fucks with you. Yep. That's so, like, here, watch this. Pick a card, any card. I'm going to take the card, and I'm going to put it on the very bottom of the card. Hey, well, look, there's your card. And you still go, wow. How the fuck did they do that? This movie's so goddamn good, James. Yeah. It was remade for American audiences a year later. Uh-huh. If anybody's seen Quarantine, it's nowhere near as good as Wreck. It's a fine movie. Uh-huh. It's fine. It's, it's your standard. They tried to redo it almost shot for shot, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's by the same director as the Poughkeepsie Tapes. John okay. Eric Dowdle did it. It's, again, it's not bad. It's a fine movie. But Wreck is so fucking good that if you watch them back to back, it doesn't hold a goddamn candle. Okay, because I, I was afraid you were going to say you didn't like this movie. Because I... Dude. The reason this movie felt like it was so long to me is because I had to stop it because I was so unsettled and disturbed. Because, again, I have... You know, people have to suspend their disbelief. I'm automatically in a movie, and this movie was so goddamn disturbing that I had to pull out and spend an hour or two getting back so that I could watch it. The last 20, the last 25 minutes took me an hour and a half to watch. It's fucking intense. It is intense as fuck. And the weird thing is, is there's a lot that happens in the beginning 
But when you see the last 20 minutes or so, it seems like a slow buildup, especially because mm-hmm. this movie is so short. But here's the thing about it being short. It doesn't need more. It does not need a single second more. It, it is absolutely perfect the way it is. Yeah. The way that it's edited, the way that it's shot, every single thing that happens is perfect. I wouldn't change a goddamn thing about now, this Now, film. that begs a question, too. You wonder if it's a pruned-down version where he, he did cut his darlings or everything that he wanted he economically put on screen and either way it's like you said if it'd be like gildan gildan the lily it doesn't need any more in fact if you know we're talking about that you talked about the short running time it makes sense at a short running time because it doesn't need to say anything else no in fact i think you're right it this movie wouldn't have been as good had they added more any more of a runtime would kind of kill the sense of urgency as well, because mm-hmm. that is a major factor in this, is it keeps you anxious the entire way through. It gives you breathers, but those breathers are still, they're fucking terrifying. And I love the red herrings in this movie. Because you think, oh, and there's, there, I've got to tell you real quick, though, while I remember it, when I first put this movie in, I'm about three minutes in and 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 my brain just completely seized up and I couldn't figure out why. And what happened was I'm watching the movie, right? And I put on closed captions. Well, there's already closed captions. Yep. Now I'm hearing Spanish and, you know, like Spain, Spanish. <laughs> and my brain is trying to translate it into Mexican Spanish, which I understand a fairly decent amount of back to english i'm reading one set of words over another set of words and my brain was trying to do it because it never why wouldn't it i almost had a fucking aneurysm dude so somehow with a movie that all you needed to do was read captions you started juggling languages i couldn't not it was just jackass (laughs) how dare you it took it took about 10 minutes and i had to restart the movie a couple times to stop doing that. And it was tough. But. So I think the thing that grabs me is that this might be the most authentic found footage film because they took the time to show her just kind of fucking around with a camera mm-hmm. and getting takes wrong and saying that she needs to redo things constantly. And there's one, one shot that I will point to to show like kind of the difference between what you would do in a found footage and what you would do in we would I guess I'll say a proper film. Mm-hmm. I, I know that's the wrong terminology, but it makes it easier to understand. Do you remember the shot where the camera is laying on the ground? Yes. And the little girl walks up and taps it. Yes. And they back her away from there, and it's a long shot with just people walking by. You see a lot of shoes, a lot of everything. Yeah. Now, what you would usually see is something come bursting out of that doorway or something happening. Right. Nothing happens. It's the cameraman picks up his camera because it was heavy and he needed to set it down. That is what draws you in to it being an actual found footage horror Mm -hmm. film. Because the tendency would be in an actual film, you would look at that and go, we don't fucking need that. Cut it. Right. It's not doing anything. Cut that right the fuck out of here. Get it out of here. But as a found footage movie, it fits perfectly because, again, you're there. It's Mm -hmm. the cameraman. 
it was heavy. He needed to set it down for a second. And we just watched shoes walk by. It's that restraint Mm -hmm. from having to make it seem like they set up shots. Because remember in uh, Taking of Deborah Logan? Yeah. There was a few that you could tell were like, oh, we want this angle on this shot. And then they got it. You know what I've noticed? And it kind of breaks that feeling of found footage. And that you hit the nail right on the head because I was trying to figure out what gave me that feeling. They filmed... They must have filmed in actual rooms because I didn't see, like you said, there's no pole shots. There's no establishing shots. There's no, and I didn't realize it while I was watching it, but there was a sense of claust, there was a palpable sense of claustrophobia, even in what would normally be a wide shot. You could tell the guy was crammed back there with the camera. I felt that. I felt that enclosement. Uh huh. That is, because there was, there was, um, I don't know what it was but there was like one shot daylight shot with a lot of them not at the um not at the fire station but it was like in in the plaza of the apartment like that little yeah yeah. but the lighting i don't know if it was a what they filmed it on or the frame rate or something but it looked cinematic and then it didn't then it looked realistic and then i don't know if it was lighting or something and it it pulled me out for just two seconds it's the only thing in the movie that really pulled me out of it because everything else I felt like I was right the fuck in there. Yeah, and there's a few where you can all right, you can kinda tell they set it up because there's the point where uh, uh was it Angela, I yeah. believe is her name. Uh, she runs into the hallway where the old lady was shot and she's kind of hiding behind a bookcase. So yeah. you get to see her on screen, but also see the hallway with the body in it. You can kind of tell that that's set up. But yeah, the but, camera moves. Right, but it also doesn't feel... Okay. It doesn't feel like it's sitting on a tripod and right. somebody had to stage this. It's a dude yeah. standing in a hallway, and she's kind of sitting behind a china cabinet so she doesn't see anything. Exactly, and even though they staged that shot, is it obviously staged shot, it doesn't give me the feeling of that it's on a soundstage so they can pull the camera up or back. You could tell that there was a limit at all times. Mm-hmm. Which again gave you that verisimilitude, that reality, that hmm, God damn you, Chris, being smart and shit. Yeah, and I will go as far as to say also one of the things that people disparage about found footage, horror films especially, jump scares. Every single jump scare in this film was earned. God damn, yeah. There was never any time that a ghoul just kind of popped up and went, ah! Yeah, for no reason. No. Everybody was accounted for in the place that they were before. Every single time something pops out, it's from a place that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Especially, like, the body falling from the fucking staircase. Oh, my God. Scared the living shit out of me. Uh Uh-huh. Or the one that made me yell. I scared my kids. I told them to go in the other room because I don't want... But I had to finish the movie, and I don't want to watch it on the phone. When... The slow tension builds up as they're going up and they're going up. The camera's going up and the camera's panning around when they're up in the attic or the penthouse. Uh-huh. And you know something's going to fucking happen. There's you At all times, you know something's going to happen. But when it happens, I yelled so loud that I scared my kids. I had to turn off the movie. Oh, everything's all right. I'm just scary movie, scary movie. Scared the living fuck out of me. And, I mean, I just want to say that, like... This came out the exact same year, I believe, as Paranormal Activity, 
which is both lauded and kind of made fun of as a found footage movie because, like, oh, not a lot happens, and it all happens on security cams. But this takes such a different approach in putting you directly in the line of fire constantly. The, the tension and almost anxiety that it gives you because, again... They don't clean up that giant pile of blood from the body that fell from the fucking oh, God, no. heavens. Yep. It is there. And there's what I'm trying to think. There's one thing about this movie that really stuck with me. And now I can't remember it for the life of me. I hate that. It, it's the all the characters are given something to do as well. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of characters in this film, but it's just the tenants of this building. And it keeps it limited enough to where you can keep track of everybody, who they are, what they do. They introduce it kind of naturally mm-hmm. because even in this horrific situation, she's still trying to be this, like, for some reason, professional. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, keep filming, keep filming. We need to document everything. Well, that's exactly my point. The unasked test. Like, how the fuck long would I be there before I tried to leave? They kept the plausibility at all times. Okay, now we know some scary shit there, but we can't leave. This is a fucking amazing story. This is exactly what a hungry reporter trying to get out of this bullshit puff piece that she has to work. This, there's a reason. Oh, shit, this is some real shit. Let's follow it around. Well, now we don't like it. Let's get the fuck out. Well, when they go to get out, they're blockaded Yeah. by the military and shit. Uh-huh. And that was badass. You know, but everything was plausible. And again, if it had been too long, I would have thought too bad. They could have snuck out. I bet you there's 10 different ways to get out. You know, at no time did I think any of that. Oh, and they come up with plans for how to get out. Because mm-hmm. like, a <laughs> Spanish fancy man tells them he's, he's easily my favorite character. I, know, I love that, dude. I've, I've seen that guy in a million things. Like uh, Spanish commercials or like when I watch in telenovelas. That kind of, I've seen him, and I've seen him like on Law and Order. I mean, all kinds of shit. That guy is in every fucking thing in Spain and in America. I just love that concept, though, of just the uh, the Spanish fancy man with his slick back hair. And, like, he's a little older and a little chubby, but he mm. doesn't let that keep him from having some chest out. Hell no. I'm Spanish. Oh, what, is this my good side? Yes, thank you. How about here? Is this perfect? Thank you. And you can't, t- and he rides that line of, like, I don't know if he's just European and a ladies' man or if that's blatant sex- homosexuality. I'm not sure. I don't care. That guy is my favorite. And, you know, his emotions were plausible, too. I mean, he was, he was scared when he was supposed to be. He moted the fuck out of everything. And it wasn't just like a cardboard cutout character. Whatever you read him to be, he was an actual... That's, again, all these characters, you, you didn't like them or, you, you know, you liked them or hated them. You had a feeling about each and every one of them. Oh, and they're all downright fucking racist. Oh, God damn. And I will tell you what was interesting to me. Anytime I hear a language that I'm only used to hearing with one accent, if I hear it with a different foreign accent, it is the most amazing thing to me. Oh, listening, yeah, to that, uh, she's, what well, I want to say a Chinese immigrant. In Spain, I'm speaking, guessing it was in Spain she was Filipino. I, don't, I thought they said that they were from China. Uh, I don't know. I, th- I know they were calling them Chinese, but I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's how fair. How the fuck are you going to tell? That's fair. I was going just on what the movie had told me, right. but yeah. But I hearing, just know that... Hearing just, them speak, and not, again, like you were saying, not Mexican Spanish, but Spain Spanish, in a broken accent, yeah, it was fascinating. I love listening to that woman talk. 
I heard somebody speak um, like Castilian Spanish with an Australian accent. I, I, I couldn't understand it, even though I knew the words, half the words. It took me forever, but it, I, would lis- I would be listening to it right now if it was like 20 hours long. Check this out. I used to work with a dude who lived in Scotland till he was like 12 or so and then moved to either like North Carolina or Kentucky or somewhere like that. Oh, Jesus. So he had a strange hybrid Scottish Southern accent. And the weird thing about it is they're close. Yeah. And like it wasn't real, real bad until he had had a few. And then it would be like, man, I can't understand a word you're fucking saying. <laughs> when I was in boot camp. One of the guys in my division, his name had the most cartoony, like, if you want to talk about, like, straight-up cartoon names out of Scotland, this guy's name was Hulbert McDonald. He used to work the North Sea oil rigs, and fucking, we'd go on libs. I'd have to go on liberty with him because fucking guy drank brandy like it was free. And I was, the because I grew up around a million accents, I was the only motherfucker in the entire division that could understand him when he was drinking. He said he's got to go to a fucking bathroom. Can you guys move? Why? Because he's going to fucking hurl. Just move. Yeah. He, he's, going, he's on his way to puke, and he's also just punching his way through. So. I have never seen a man clear a bar by himself before. <laughs> that man cleared a bar in Spain. Just fucking cleared it by himself. I'm just watching. Damn. Well, speaking of violence in Spain, yes. James, what do you think of the gore effects in this film? Fucking loved them. The way they pulled that off through what seemed to be no camera cuts is top notch. And again, that really lends toward my saying that this might be the best found footage movie ever made. Well, I will say that because I had to rewind a bunch of times, um, some of the gore effects you see, the cuts are so sublime. They're there, but you, the actual... Tearing, yeah. you'd never see the teeth actually, you'll see the teeth pull away, teeth going towards all the way up to a certain point. So the cutting is absolutely amazing because it made you see it, whether it was there or not. Yeah. And that, that is fucking beautiful. And what I loved best about, again, we talk about plausibility. Why is he still carrying the camera around at this point? The lights went out. Yeah. He's got a light on the camera. When that light goes out, they've got the infrared. So there's always a reasonable, actual, organic reason for anything to happen. And that makes it even that much better. And they didn't have to do gymnastics to explain it. It was never really explained. It happened. That camera has those capabilities. They didn't need to say, hey, look, I've got the XK300. It does this, this, and this. They didn't even preface with that. No, it's just a fucking TV camera. Right. That's that's all they were supposed to be doing. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And so they made everything plausible. Every solitary thing. Hmm. Well, I guess except for the ending, because oh boy. But again, it's and it's no any different than the irradiated nuclear waste. I mean, it's just see that's when you were talking about the red herrings. I love that the elderly couple brings that up. the The old lady's like, "Well, I think this is where they used to do nuclear testing mm-hmm. back in the day." Just completely pulling it out of her ass, making shit up. And that's what I love, that every side character gets their little something to do. And it's also, oh, God, when we're here, Caesar's racism. The Chinese, they eat the fish, and it smells, and that's what's happening. He's trying to equate them 
uh, the people eating their food with uh, with the zombie outbreak. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, or uh, the real bitchy lady with the sick kid. Yeah. Who, while they're having that argument in the uh, textile workshop, it's just like I can't understand you when the Asian lady is speaking. Yeah. And even the firefighters have to be like, "All right, be respectful. Come on." We're in a situation. Fucking stop. Mm -hmm. And another thing that I really like is watching what we would view as like a pillar of strength, watching these police and whoever else just absolutely crumble. God, yeah. Because he tries to maintain control, especially like right after they find out they're not allowed to leave. Right. And he gets on the horn and everybody's screaming at him and he tries to step up and our main character yells him down immediately. Yes. Wow. And... Again, everybody I thought was going to make it through, I thought at least whatever. No, that was bleak as fuck. Well, yeah, it's a found footage movie. That's the rules. Nobody can stay alive. They explained it in found footage 3D. But I understand that. But you because you know, he tried to remember he tried to change the script, and the guy, the producer, or the director was just like, "That's the point. It can't be found footage if someone survives. Otherwise, it's just footage." <laughs> <laughs> My brain forgets that it's a found footage because I'm watching a goddamn movie. I, I st- it stops being, you know, like I, I hear it's a found footage film, yeah. And that, that clicks in my head someplace when I'm watching the movie. I'm watching the movie and I forget all about the genre or anything. I'm just in it. So, yeah. Fuck you, Chris. No, well, and pointing that's, out my foibles. And that's what, like, I kind of... That's why I really like this as opposed to, like, a Poughkeepsie takes tapes or Deborah Logan those are more of the documentary style mm-hmm. where like Deborah Logan has an end clearly somebody edited this video right and with this it's a real bleak ending because the monster beats the fucking cameraman to death oh my god and then hard. drags our protagonist I guess mm-hmm. just off by her ankles which I guess is you could call it like a rote ending but in 2007 that was not <laughs> And I love the fact that I am not an expert in found footage films. I've seen what I've seen. In fact, all the ones I've seen, I've seen for this, except for Blair Witch. Still, so, still a great film. I will. Yeah. Uh, anybody that tries to argue that Blair Witch is stupid, no, it's not. It's a really good movie. Go watch it again. <laughs> and I was lucky. When I saw Blair Witch, I didn't know fucking anything about it. I, I think I'd just been clean like three months when it came out, you know, and I saw it with this girl. She didn't tell me nothing about it. And that scared the movie scared the living fuck out of me without any of the backstory or anything. Just the idea and the way they did it, kind of like that folk horror thing. Oh, it was beautiful. But anyway, I, I did want to talk about the ending, though, because what happens is they're looking through uh, essentially like the supervisor of the building's uh, desk, and yeah. they find a set of keys. They run up into the man from Madrid, the empty apartment mm-hmm. at the penthouse. Oh, God. Oh. And, and that's where they find all the newspaper clippings. They find out that the little... Was it the little girl in the building? I couldn't tell. Because I don't think it was. No, but my brain exactly went there. But I'll explain why I don't think it was in a second. I watched Rec 2 as well. Oh, okay. But they go up and they find out that it's this little girl and they've been doing tests on her. And they find out that it, whatever she had in her blood could be highly contagious mm-hmm. and that she needs to be killed. And that's where everything goes out. And they find out that it's like a religious demon contagious 
plague. Right. Or we don't know because it could have been that they had the plague and it was read as a demon. It's not yeah. intimated whether it was a crossover or not. It, we're, we're left to infer, but it could have just been they had the plague first and the plague, he said, she, this little girl's attacking her loved one. It must be a demon. That's what I got out of it. Well, that's where Rec 2 really kind of drops the ball, because Rec 2 takes place, uh, like, moments after the first one, mm. where they send in, like, a police force, and that's kind of why it's not as good. It's like a bunch of heavily armed dudes against zombies and yeah, demons then there's more and of an action. You. And they explain that, yes, it is, in fact, a like a religious transmission plague. It's, yeah, it's kind of a wank. The reason that uh, the ceiling drops out in that last scene hmm. one of the guys has to get up into the vent and find a blood sample that that man from madrid has left from the girl from Medeiros. Oh, in there. They, it, all right there's a few cool things about wreck too it's nowhere near as good but they do a cool thing with the blood sample okay i won't give it away but it kind of fucking rules oh <laughs> i again everything that they did in this i loved like I, I think i mentioned to you before we even started they telegraphed a scare Sure did. You know, the mom. The ha- woman the, handcuffed to the staircase? No, no, before the, yeah, well, but when they were there, before, before it had, before she got bit, I knew she was going to get bit when she got bit. All eyes went to her, hey, what a, you know, she's probably got bit and she probably has the chomp fucking just hacks on the mom. And I knew it was going to happen and I fucking still jumped half a goddamn foot. Yeah, because uh, they do end up letting one person in. It's somebody from the doctor from the CDC. Yeah. They're equivalent of the CDC because they find out that, what is it? A BNC Mm -hmm. notice on the building. Yeah. Which is, what is it? A biological nuclear and chemical. Right. And the police didn't know the code for that because it's like a government code. So they send in a government person who knows that it's a plague that came from a dog that lived in the building. That was the lady who gets bit in the face. Mm hmm. Wow. And it, it, and it had all that information, whoop, but you don't feel like it's info dump. No. It's, they pretty much corner him and say, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, uh, uh, uh. And again, everything is organic here. Uh-huh. Everything. But that scare was telegraphed. I knew it was fucking coming, and it still made me jump. The, the very first thing, though, the very first thing that happens, we got 12, 11, 12 minutes in the movie. You're just like, eh, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder how this is going to play out. What's going to, holy fuck. When they shot that woman, when they, when they did the shot of the woman in the hallway, just in the grubby underwear, just yeah. in old lady drawers, just sagging and, and just, you couldn't tell what the liquid was on her. What is that? <laughs> I love the setup to that because the reporter's trying to do like an intro while they're like unlocking the door and <laughs> yes. he slams it with an ax and she jumps like a motherfucker and is like really mad that they have to redo the shot now. Yes. And then. The acting on that is amazing because she looks annoyed. Like, what the fuck, you ruining my shot? Yeah, just, I just no. Couldn't you open the door? Uh huh. Yeah, that was beautiful. But yeah, when but when they shot and they were going up toward, and you didn't know. I still didn't know what was going to happen. I couldn't tell it was blood. I didn't know what was on her. Yeah, it's a woman. They're responding to a call because a woman's been screaming in this apartment. Right, and those screams. Oh my god, the sound on this. Oh, but they get the and. You know something bad's gonna happen because you all of a sudden I see the blood and I'm like fuck no, fuck no it's gonna it's gonna I don't know if it's a timing I don't know how they did it 
I knew it was going to happen, and I still jumped. I still jumped. That was the first face bite, and I'm like, God, no. God, fuck. What? No, what am I getting into? Jesus See, Christ. I noticed. I think there's one of those sneaky edit points in that shot, because while they're filming the lady, right when she attacks him, the camera flips up and then back down, which is real easy to composite if you need to. Uh-huh. So I think that's one of those real smooth cuts. That's the one I was talking about. That's Remember when I told you the cut? You, you can't, because that's the one I rewound. Yeah. I was like, holy, oh, you don't see Because there was no way to set that. I don't think anyway there was any way to really set that up without, like, resetting the shot and putting the prosthetics in. Because, like, th- the elasticity on his skin in that shot is disgusting. And it looked real. I mean, it looked, I don't know, real. But the uh, director's vision matched what I thought that would look like in my head. Did you notice, too, there's a real interesting shot when they're carrying that police chief, like, down the stairs while his neck is bleeding. Mm-hmm. You see a hand grab him by the neck. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, shit, and everybody kind of jumps. And as the reporter had, like, snuck her way past everybody to help, like, yeah. hold his wound shut. Yes. So it's that, if you're not paying real close attention, you don't see it, but it's that real quick scare that you go, what the fuck was that? Oh, oh, she was just helping out. Ah, uh, you got me, you bastards. <laughs> they do a real good job of making you feel uneasy. The entire time. I was never comfortable in this movie. Like, the, the, the sheer claustrophobia, the sheer, you don't know. Oh, and there's a shot in this movie that I will haunt my nightmares for a minute. Ooh, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Okay, the cop finally turns. You know that the um, doctor, the CDC, or the at DNC, BNC, whatever it is. Yeah. They, they're all, and they're running. They're running up the stairs. They finally, cl- they open the door, look down the stairs, and the noises, the, the guttural, ha ah, And it wasn't like zombie noises, like, you know, Romero zombies, the, or, yeah. you know. Just, they snarl. Yeah, they snarl. They make guttural. It sounds wet. Feral, yeah, horrible noises. But they're all different, and they're all unsettling. And then you look, and the faces come out, and you see they're looking up at you, and the camera's looking down. And you can see all these people that you have some kind of feeling towards because they built it up beautifully. Horrifying monsters. Now they, you, they know where the fuck you are now. Yeah. And I was just the, the dread on top of the anxiety down to the, the horrific beauty of that shot. It was both beautiful and grotesque and... Just, it drew your eye, and I couldn't look away, but I was so scared that I wanted to. It was an amazing feeling. And just the little touches, the little touches, because uh, when Manu and the reporter are, there's a scene or a spot where they're standing kind of by the doorway, and the lady in the handcuffs is cuffed to the railing of the thing. And Manu says, like, we have room to get by her. Go, 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 go. Mm Mm-hmm. Cameraman gets by, she gets by, the monster grabs like his coat and like kind of delays him and the camera looks down and you have that feeling of like, come on, man, you don't have to, we don't have time. Fucking go. (laughs) Shake the fucking coat if you need to, let's go. And it's just those little touches that just that little delay that he got caught up for a second. Like, Mm -hmm. man, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And you got to go. And you, you were anxious before that because you could see the reporter stopping to she's here what are we gonna and, and i'm getting the anxiety it's like let's fucking unass we need to go 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 and it, that every little pause made me it ratcheted that up for me it knocked it up to about 10 i'm like whoa yeah when they're looking for keys again in a what you would call a proper film you would cut a lot of that 
we don't need that much of them looking for keys. Yeah, but they didn't, and that was just like they had a fucking. Remember the scene from Harry Potter with all the keys in the room? That's they had that many keys to me. <laughs> it was the second goddamn key. I'm like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you in the neck. If you're going to introduce a bunch of keys, go five, go a few more. The second goddamn key, eatable. And it, 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 it's also very funny, but they make it plausible that they like three different times end up in the uh, first lady's like hallway apartment. Yes. They seem to just end up back in there where there's been a constant threat the whole time. Mm -hmm. It's like, guys, find a different apartment to go into. But again, they make it plausible every single time. This is where we need it to be. Oh, and that... When he fucking cracks that old lady in the bridge of the nose with that fire axe. God Holy fucking shit. Because, again, it's that... The mallet. That jump scare, but it's earned. It's... They turn around to run down that hallway, and the old lady's not dead because she's infected. Regardless of how much they shot her, it just kind of held her up for a minute. And she pops out and comes running through the other way, and Manu just shoves that fucking axe into the bridge of her nose. I thought that was a mallet, dude. Whatever. It's whatever they were using to open a door. It doesn't matter what it was. He cracks that fucking bitch right in the face. Oh, man. Just a pow. I'm like, oh... That was harsh. That was harsh. When you when I looked at that, I was just like, oh, oh, oh. That's it's one of the like, and especially in a found footage. But it was one of the like best played, like almost like stage punches. It was up there with the impedigor when they cracked that lady with the uh, mm-hmm. branch. It was one of those like, oh shit! I wonder how they did that. Yes, but I didn't think about that till the end of the movie because it fucking it didn't even let you stop and think about that. No, it just grabbed you by the nuts and said, "Okay, that happened." Next, now we need to go. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And, the, and again, the gunplay. There's very little. Right, because gunplay. There's that's two, where Wreck Two falters is because they all have guns, like and, and weapon weapons. And Even that's with the amount of guns that they had, they were restrained with it because there were too many innocents around. Uh huh. It wasn't like usually a zombie movie. Everybody's got a gun. I can't shoot through the wall because there's three walls here. I don't know where anybody is. We don't know if there are still stranded civilians up here. We don't know what's going on. So they couldn't just, you know, randomly cap shit. Yeah, and we're also forgetting to mention, for a lot of this, there are times when they run to the windows, and you can see humanity outside, Mm -hmm. and they directly tell them, back away from the windows or we will kill you. That was, that part of the movie was It's so fucking bleak. (laughs) And they didn't have to do much to intimate that the whole world was on alert. All they had to do, the blinds were drawn... They put a couple crossbars and they had some sirens up and they just through sound and light, they made it feel like the entire world was out there doing shit. Mm-hmm. The beauty and simplicity of a lot of these shots. God damn it. Yeah, dude, it's real fucking good. It's better than it needs to be. It, no, you know what? I, it is exactly what it needs to be. It's <laughs> so good. And that's why I get kind of upset when found footage horror films get such a bad rap because they're yeah there's a dime a dozen it's mm. the easy way to do something for cheap you don't right. have a great camera make a found footage right it, it you do it well 
you can make a million fucking dollars. Paranormal Activity proved that. Oh, yeah. I think that movie cost, was it like $90,000 to make? And it made millions. It's ridiculous. And like I said, this was a huge hit in Europe, so much so that the year afterwards, they remade it for American audiences. And yeah. Like, found footage had its time and place, yes, but they're still making really good ones. The new VHS, very fucking good. Mm-hmm. I... What is it? Uh, Deadstream? Also, very fucking good. It, you'd probably dig Deadstream. I'll it's have to uh, check it out. It's on Shutter. It's basically found footage Evil Dead. Oh, well, I'm down. They managed to recreate Sam Raimi shots in real time. Nice. <laughs> Dude, it's pretty good. Sounds badass. <clears throat> and that's why when found footage gets such a bad rap, I... I hate to be one of those people, but it's just like, well, no, it's not. No, it's not because of this and this and this and this and this is good and this is good and this is good. Mm. Well, do you have a favorite, like a favorite shot in this movie or a favorite? Uh, my honestly, my favorite moment is that body falling from the heavens oh, because the impact of that body hitting the ground oh. and the way that it doesn't seem like they cut and they walk right back up and it's a human man laying there and that you could. Hear the bones, the cloth, the thud, the meat. I mean, you could hear the squish, everything. Yeah. You could hear, like, you could feel the head bounce off. That whoever did the sound design on that is a sick, sick motherfucker. Because Uh you could hear what that trauma sounded like, and it sounded like it was, whoa. Yeah, no. So here's the one question that I had. Do you think, I know we said, don't change a thing. What do you feel about the uh, textile workshop that was kind of plastered on the back of that? Because I, at first I thought, like, well, why the fuck would that be there? And then I realized, oh, they're in Spain. These buildings are hundreds and hundreds of years old. Yeah, and a lot of times buildings were dual purpose. So exactly, that people, that's what yeah. I'm saying. So, I would say that... I think it was a smart idea because it opens up a whole new location. Mm-hmm. And they don't spend too much time there. Right. They use it as a brief respite. Yeah, it, and also it shows how desperate the uh, Elizabeth, or whatever her name was. Uh, Angela? Angela. Yeah, Angela and the cameraman, how desperate they were to get this story because now it's a thing. Uh-huh. And it's that weird thing that takes over in a person when things get very, very serious. For some reason, she's still trying to be professional mm-hmm. and do this job and telling the little girl's mother, like... You don't have a mic on, so if you want to talk, we can interview you later. Mm-hmm. But for right now, I just need you to be quiet. You can fuck right the hell off. Thank you. Shut up. Yeah, and it's that weird instinct that takes over, like, why would you be doing that right now? But, I mean... It's my story. Yeah, you're there. That's that's what what we're doing. Mm. <laughs> I think... I was just saying, my, my favorite part of this movie, though was when they were up in the the guy uh, the Colombian's apartment the man from Madrid the man from Madrid and uh, the the monsters in there it's after we saw it like when they went up to the attic and they saw it come down mm-hmm. and they were in the infrared but when it was upset and whacking the hammer in in frustration whack the way the arm moved the way the body moved everything again that's another scene that's going to be in my brain for a good long time. And it's one of those things that when you watch a found footage horror film that was made after this, tons of people did kind of shit like that. Mm -hmm. And honestly, 
it's one of those things that we've talked about before, especially in like uh, uh, All the Moons. Yeah. Where one of the shots was just, it was easy. It's uh, you put a, a rug over a bed and yes. then you pull it up. Yes. All they did effectively, as far as I can tell, was they found a maybe 40-year-old woman and asked her to be topless and then put a little bit of prosthetics on her lower half. Yeah. And like a, a large size diaper or something. Yeah. And it was terrifying. It was absolutely insanely because it looks like something that had been been in that apartment for all those years alone, locked up four years alone, locked up as this zombie it, thing. It was a human. Yeah. And it, you could tell it was a human and everything about it to the dingy clothes still wearing, to the fact that it looked like it was trying to do dishes. It was turning around confused, trying to relive some kind of life. And then to see it become feral with that hammer. Wang, wang, wang. Oh my God, that hammer just scared the fuck out of me because out of any weapon to be killed with. Yeah. It's like, uh, I, don't, I think the hammer would be the worst. It just, no. And it was so scary because the, the sheer physicality. I'm going to have nightmares. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. There, I didn't look at how much this movie costs. I would be very interested to know how much this movie costs. Because a lot of these people, they're not the young, hot actors. There's the elderly couple. There's right. Spanish fancy man. Right. There's, Spanish fancy man knows a guy. Right. But what I'm saying, and there's the two firefighters. Yeah. I mean, none of these are like gorgeous handsome people or whatever which is like kind of where since it's a hollywood film where quarantine went a little bit wrong yeah is it strips some of that believability because everybody's kind of hot yeah and there are so many regular looking actors that are probably act the pants off these people yeah and this movie proves it Mm -hmm. because uh, what you find a couple old actors that are around you just need people that like live in a building yep that's it Oh, that, and and all the little like all the little vignettes that they did, it was it was great because they took the conceit of they're interviewing people that kind of thing, and they're used to doing puff pieces and interviewing people, and it helped when they were trying to do the interstitials and when they're interviewing these other people, it humanized them for us. Whether it made them racists or whether it made them, it gave them an actual personality so that when something happened. You cared enough about them that it, it unsettled you even more. Again, I love that everybody completely disrespects the police officer. And then as soon as Manu, the uh, firefighter, shouts, it's like, hey! <laughs> yes. Everybody, there's a man that needs help over here. I'm sorry for shouting. <laughs> is every, all right, is everybody okay? We need to take care of this situation. Like that, Everybody's just like, oh, the fireman, he's the real hero. We'll, we'll listen to him. Not only that, but he is a big presence, a big, bald dude. Knock it off. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I'm knocking it off right over here. Knocking it off over here, sir. Thank you. Mm, yeah. Being quiet right now. And the dude who's like kind of a doctor, <laughs> he's just like, ah, I don't know. These guys are probably going to die. I've never done this before. I have no idea what I'm doing. Shit. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm an intern. I give shots. <laughs> yeah. I give shots and I like watch over this building. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> mm, well, even when they were talking about the, the man from Madrid, Again, I never felt info dumped. And I, I stopped and paused and read some of the read some well, of the stuff. Because we're given information at the same time as the characters. Right. But I also wanted to see if sometimes when you watch a, a foreign language film, 
and they do a newspaper or they do the, you know, <laughs> the serial killer thing with all the, and they flash to them, they are assuming that you can read at a rate to pick up what they're showing. So I stopped it to read it to see if there was yet even more than what they showed. No, they just, they did give you just enough. Even if you can't read Spanish, they flashed it down the screen. They flashed the important part because I wanted to see if I could come up with some secret knowledge you didn't know because I can read some Spanish and no, damn it, it was not worth that time. Great story, James. Thank Thanks. you. I'm going to put it in a Bible, <laughs> follow it with an amen because, you know. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I, I don't know about Wreck 2. Like, I didn't finish it because I was watching it. I was like, this is kind of stupid. And uh, there's four of these, by the way. And all of them are done. Uh, this is done by the set of directors. Mm -hmm. Rec 2 is done by the same set. Okay. And then I believe 3 is done by uh, just Paco Plaza. And that takes place across town at the same time at, like, a wedding reception. Oh, God, that has to be fun. Yeah, apparently it's a fucking gore fest. The one I'm real interested, though in though is a uh, wreck four because it's the return of angela our main character oh, and it's angela. an outbreak on a boat oh god on a ship in the ocean you know how i likes my ship movies oh i i can't Speed get enough to cruise control mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, baby <sighs> where jason patrick tries to fuck that 14 year old deaf girl oh mm. and sandy b's having none of it <laughs> Remember Willem Dafoe's the bad guy in that movie? I don't. I, re, I remember watching it and then going, why the fuck did I watch this movie? Yeah, Speed 2 rules, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. It's real stupid, but it's entertaining. Uh, if you go into it knowing that you're watching Speed 2 colon cruise control. I think I paid to go see it at the movie theater and I've left a bad taste in my mouth oh, for you Speed 2. Lucky two. duck. I can't even enjoy it, ironically. I went through, oh, Speed 1 was good. I'm pretty sure that Speed 2 was the reason that Sandra Bullock had a thing for a very, very long time about not doing sequels. <laughs> I could imagine. I could imagine. Uh, it's her finest film to date. Mm -mm. Maybe, maybe after The Net. <laughs> oh, the Net's on. pretty entertaining. Oh, a friend of mine had a, uh, he worked at a movie theater and had that, that cut out of Sandra Bullock next to his computer for years. Yeah, that, that movie is a super duper 1990s. Oh God, it's the 90s as fuck. It's like watching Eraser. God, I love that movie. I always forget when I watch Eraser though, I've talked about this before, but I don't care. I always forget that it's like two and a half hours long and you're like, God damn, why is Eraser so long? Who, who decided this was a good idea? Oh, mm -hmm. oh, it's just Arnold playing chicken with an airplane. All right. Fucking whatever. Cool. I'm I mean, in. I, wa I will watch Great Escape every goddamn time I, I see it come across the screen. But I forget it's 10 hours long. <laughs> and I will sit for all 10 hours of it. But every time I'm like, okay, well, I'll go do something else in about a half an hour. No. Uh, my life is over for those full three hours. Yeah, there is a movie that I desperately want to do for this, mm -hmm. but it's like two and a half hours long, and I'm like, man, I don't want to do that to James, or me, if I'm being perfectly honest. Mm. It's uh, The House That Jack Built. Mm. It's a Lars von Trier movie, mm. if that means anything to you. I it, know the name. Yeah, it's the guy that uh, decided that they needed a stunt dick for Willem Dafoe in Antichrist, because, okay. quote, it, his penis was uh, confusingly large. <laughs> 
<laughs> was the uh, quote from Lars von Trier. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's effectively it's effectively Matt Dillon as a serial killer, but it's real psychological and it's real fucked up. I've heard about this movie. Yeah, it's real good, but it's also very long. <laughs> so is that the one where the, there's a the phone in the room? Well, we'll uh, maybe we'll do that next. Maybe I'll be a shitbag and be really a shit do bag. that I'll to fucking us. watch it. All right, cool. All right. I'm, okay. This is, how, yeah. this is our decision process. How much will it fuck with change? Yeah, we'll, we'll really hash out business on air. Why not? <laughs> so, all right. Let's bring her in for a landing there. Uh-huh. Wow, you're closing it down for once. Holy shit. Hey, I do it every goddamn time. Uh-huh. Hey. <laughs> Okay. If I gaslight you enough, I'm sure I can push this through. <laughs> There's no Congress here. This is a dictatorship, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you know what I like about you, Chris? You put the dick in dictator, all right? Goddamn right I do. <laughs> I put my dick in all them dictators. Mm-mm-mm. I'm never and eating mashed at your house. What? I'm, I'm never eating mashed potatoes at your house. Why not? Dictators. Yeah, I know. Oh, if you eat mashed potatoes at my house, my penis has been in them. Oh, man. How do you think I taste them? Fair enough. I like a my, straw. I, I stick them in the end, and then I pull it back, and then fling it upwards toward my mouth. Oh, I thought you were like an alien and just no, pulled I, it up like a straw. No, I catapult that shit. <laughs> Got to make sure the garlic's right. I know about two hours wasted tonight, and half of my potato chips are going to be on the floor, but I know what I'm doing this evening. Uh, James. Yes? If anybody asked, yes, would you recommend watching Wreck? Fuck to the yeah. <laughs> like, I... We've kind of joked and we talked about it, whatever, but I cannot tell people enough how fucking scary this movie is. This is a scary movie. It, it's one of the top three scary movies I've watched since I've been doing this. And we've done about, what, 20 of them now? Salted. Yeah, the, the, top three, the top three actually scared the fuck out of me movies. Yeah. Oh, I have bad news for you as well. Oh, I, I should get this out of the way uh, before fucked. we do our horrible plugs. Yes. James, did you have you looked at Shutter at all recently? Yeah. Did you see what was out? No. Satan Slaves Two <gasps> Communion. Oh hell's yeah! Mm. We know that's on the agenda. Uh, no. Did you see it? We both fell asleep watching it. You fell asleep watching it? Yes. It. Uh, it does not hold the weight that the original Satan Slaves or anything else that I've seen from Joko Anwar. It's not a bad movie. I will preface that by saying it is a good movie. But when you have seen Satan Slaves and Impedigore, mm-hmm. it kind of pales in comparison. Kind of a, it's not really a sophomore slump, but it's like uh, maybe you should have waited a little bit longer to put out the movie. No, it's better. very, very good. It's just much slower. There's ah. a lot more setup, and he's usually... Pretty bang, 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 bang. Gotcha, gotcha. But it's it's out. You can watch it. It's, I'm sure we'll cover it at some point. We'll get around to it. But no, we're gonna watch. What, what's the name of this thing? We're gonna the house watch? that Jack built. House that Jack built. Well, maybe we, we haven't looked into seeing if we can even find it anywhere. So fair enough. Fair enough. All right, uh, James. Yes, my beautiful, beautiful boy. Teehee. What have we got to plug? Well, can I open my eyes yet? Oh yeah. Thank. Yeah. Thank you. I guess. Thank you, sir. Um, what? What have we got to plug? <laughs> well, we've Where got... Where can you find us? Oh, you can find us... Uh, you can contact us with our email at... Horrorvomitpodcast at gmail.com. I was actually going to do it this time. I remembered it, goddammit. No, you didn't. Fuck you. I was trying to sound cool. I didn't remember it. Shut up. 
Remember, I'm going to gaslight you until everything I say is correct. Where else can you find us, James? Am I allowed to speak yet? Where else are you? Oh, my God. <laughs> Why is this such a pain in the ass every week? It's cold in here. Yeah, I'm freezing my balls off and I got a piss like a racehorse. Then let's go. Step on the gas, shitbag. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. <laughs> And wherever you listen to podcasts, give us some stars, give us a rating, a written review, whatever you can. It helps us get noticed, helps us get seen. Gets us on an algorithm. Hell yeah, gotta ride that algorithm, baby. Mm -hmm. We're gonna use the algorithm method. Ride that algorithm, baby. Mm -hmm. Gonna ride it all night long. (laughs) Saying goodnight. I tried a thing, you know what? I don't see you doing any goddamn quips at the end here, you no, I do sack them. I, of I, shit. I, I shoot him and die right in the middle of the goddamn thing. I don't wait till the end. Yeah, that's fair. That That's totally fair. Should we? <laughs> all right. Good night. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Give us good reviews or we'll kill you in your sleep. I don't, no. <laughs> for legal purposes, no, we will not. Satire purposes only. Thank you. But we will look at you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good night. Good night. <laughs> I'm finding on a dusty road right outside a bank. <laughs>